Hi everyone and welcome to another video. This is the Apostate Prophet. You see it on the beautifully designed <laughs> thumbnail already. I want to bring you to the miracle of Muhammad riding on a weird flying thing. Just so you know, as a non-Muslim, it might uh, sound very ridiculous to you, and you might believe that most of Muslims don't actually believe that this uh, story actually happened. But they do. The average Muslim believes that Muhammad actually flew on, a, on the back of a flying horse from Mecca to Jerusalem and to heaven and back again. Other reports say that he saw hell as well. The only dispute that exists is whether the story is to be taken literally or spiritually, if it was a spiritual journey. And here again, the vast majority agrees that it was literal. And uh, some say that it was actually only a spiritual journey, especially the heaven part. But the claim that it was a spiritual journey is rather weak, because uh, Sunni Muslims, especially Sunni Muslims, are required to believe everything that is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari uh, hadith, as long as they are uh, classified as Sahih, which means authentic. And in Sahih Bukhari, there are stories, there are hadith that uh, explain the story quite literally. I want to go on from those hadith and summarize the whole story. But before that, it's also important to point out that the Quran mentions uh, the flying horse story very briefly in chapter 17. And it is absolutely unacceptable for Muslims to deny something that is mentioned in the Quran. Denying something mentioned in the Quran makes you an unbeliever in Islam. Chapter 17 begins with the first, Exalted is he who took his servant by night from Al-Masjid Al-Haram to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, whose surroundings we have blessed, to show him of our signs. Indeed, he is the hearing, the seeing. Masjid Al-Haram is the mosque that surrounds the Kaaba, the biggest mosque. While Masjid Al-Aqsa means actually the far mosque or the farthest mosque, a mosque that didn't even exist at that time. Today, the Masjid Al-Aqsa is the, is the mosque at the Temple Mount. That's pretty much it. The Quran makes one or two other mentions of this issue, but those are rather uh, quite irrelevant. For the whole story, I want to take a source, Sahih Bukhari, Volume 5, Book 58, Hadith number 227. I won't read the whole damn thing because it's way too long. Muhammad describes in that hadith that while he was resting in Mecca, someone came and took his heart out, cut him open and took his heart out, washed it and filled it with faith, and then put it right back in again. Then a white animal, whose each step reached the animal's furthest point of eyesight, was brought to him. The animal was smaller than a mule and bigger than a donkey. Muhammad was brought to the farthest mosque, prayed there, and then he ascended to heaven. Muhammad arrived in heaven. He was escorted by Gabriel and was introduced to Adam in the first heaven, John and Jesus in the second heaven, Joseph in the third, then further Aaron, Moses, Abraham, and other prophets. Then he was given a short test. The test was very easy. It was whether he will drink uh, milk, wine, or honey. Muhammad chose milk and the test was solved. He made this very easily. Then when he finally arrived at the highest point of heaven, a point that no one else can go beyond, he, he was given orders about Islam and he was given the task to order his Muslim believers to pray 50 times a day. On his way back, he saw Moses again and told him about the 50 prayers. And Moses was like, holy sh**, what the hell? Your people can't do that. So Muhammad went back to Allah and said, dude, that's too much, you know, let's do 40. 
So Allah said, okay, let's fine, let, 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 let's do 40. Uh, then Muhammad went to Moses again, and Moses said, dude, that's still too much. And Muhammad went back to Allah and said, dude, that's still too much. So uh, they made it 30. Then Muhammad went back to Muhammad uh, to Moses, and Moses said, dude, that's still too much. So Muhammad went back to Allah and said, dude, that's still too much, let's do it 20. And so on. They arrived at five prayers. They agreed to have five prayers. That's how much Muhammad could bargain with Allah. You know, you know, because 55, no big difference at all. You know, Mu you know, Muhammad just made Allah casually change his mind about one of the most important tasks of humankind that Allah designed so well by himself. And he made this through bargaining with Allah. You know, bargaining is a very common Middle Eastern practice that is still practiced very much today. And as we all know, the the Lord God in heaven, the creator of all human being is Middle Eastern, Arab. Anyway, after that, Muhammad comes back, goes to his bed and notices that, that his bed is still very warm. So all of this happened in a very, very short time frame. According to reports, when people heard this story, uh, his Muslim believers were like, this doesn't sound very believable. And, and, and others, infidels, even took the opportunity to make fun of Muhammad and Islam and, and just laughed about uh, how ridiculous the whole thing sounds. And Muhammad attempted to prove that the story is true by describing how the places looked that he saw on his journey. And he promised to show them a miracle, the splitting of the moon. And I will also come to that at another point. So according to Hadith, Muhammad actually tried to prove that this happened. There is so much nonsense in the logic of this whole story. For example, if it was so important that the people actually believe Muhammad, uh, so important that Muhammad even attempted to prove it by explaining the places and by promising them a miracle. Why not just show it to them? Why not just show them the horse? Why did why did not ever, why did not one single person see Muhammad actually uh, flying on a horse to heaven? Why was it not reported? If people are not meant to see that, then why is Muhammad trying to desperately prove it to people and convince them that it is actually true? Why look like a fool in front of people and try to prove it when you could prove it in such an easy way? Another point is that he ascended to heaven. Considering that the story is to be taken literally, if he, ascends, if he ascended to heaven, he would have eventually landed in outer space. And in outer space, he, uh, he wouldn't be able to move anymore. Even such a weird creature wouldn't be able to move anymore, and they would both just die of suffocation. But as we know, um, Allah doesn't really care about physics and reality. Allah doesn't give a shit about that. Another thing is the nature of this horse-like beast and believing that it was actually true. A horse-like animal stepping so widely that his next step is the farthest point of his eyesight. Imagine the horse's legs. That's physically impossible, but whatever. And Muslims nowadays laugh about mythical creatures and think it's absolute nonsense to, to depict a pegasus or a unicorn or a centaur but believe in this weird horse, of which descriptions in Islamic sources are so weird that it is described as a bright white animal with a peacock tail and a beautiful female human head. <laughs> the peacock thing reminds me very much of Zoroastrianism, by the way. And you know what? There is actually a Zoroastrian story that sounds very much like this story, coincidentally, in the book of Ardaviruf. In that story, the priest Ardaviruf takes a journey across the world, uh, 
He arrives, drinks wine and other things, then goes on to the next world. He is greeted, introduced to pious and failed people, meets Ahura Mazda, the holiest spirit in Zoroastrianism, is told that his faith is true, is given the duty to protect it, and then he is shown hell and how people suffer there. In Muhammad's story, Muhammad goes to another world, is offered drinks and drinks milk, goes on to the next heaven, is greeted, sees the prophets, gets in indirect contact with Allah, is given tasks by him, and then he is shown hell. This graphic is not very surprising since Muslims and Muhammad had big Zoroastrian influence in their scripture, and people were quite familiar with Zoroastrianism. Muhammad had also a very close uh, former Zoroastrian Persian advisor, Salman the Persian. Weirdly, Zoroastrian prayers are also very similar to Muslim prayers. And they have daily prayer rituals, just like Muslims. Even though Zoroastrians don't have to practice those daily prayer rituals. Because in Zoroastrianism, morality and goodness are more important than some stupid rituals. Anyway, the story of the flying horse is believed by Muslims so much that they even try to rationalize and show people how it's possible today by giving examples such as traveling through a wormhole. While wormholes are hypotheses and not proven to be true. It's funny how Muslims pick unproven hypotheses to strengthen and justify their faith, but reject proven scientific theories that are considered much higher in science. Muslims take the flying horse thing even so far that there was this hoax in Saudi Arabia of a flying horse being seen in the sky. It turned out to be a toy. <laughs> but Muslims spread this news like crazy back then. And you can see even warnings online that Muslims should stop spreading the story because it has no truth and it was only a toy. <laughs> but so many spread this and so many still believe in that. Whatever suits the agenda. Considering all of these aspects, I'd, I can't really know if the story happened or not, right? Well, I do. I, I do know. It, it never happened, just like the splitting of the moon. And here are my reasons why it never happened. It makes absolutely no sense and is not realistic. You'd get to outer space if you went that way forever. <laughs> the story looks very dumb and stolen. It is unproven, which means it didn't happen. And five, I'm not stupid. Thank you for watching. If you like this video and if you like my content in general, please leave a like and subscribe. At this point I also want to say thanks to all my Patreon supporters. And if you want to support me on Patreon, you can easily do so through the link in the description. I appreciate every kind of help very much. For more updates, you can follow me on social media. I'm very active on Instagram and on Twitter. And I will be back soon with another video. So thank you for watching and stay away from Islam. Bye.